is Mark with Plot Points Podcast. I'm with a wonderful friend and uh, writer, Christopher Styers. Hi, Chris. Hello. How are you doing? I'm I'm good, thank you. Um, the cooler weather is helping my my uh, general attitude. Um, oh, good. Yeah, and um, we. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to uh, thank, <laughs> excuse me, the people that follow this podcast for their patience. Um, last podcast, I just couldn't get it together. I blamed Chris, but um, I to tell the truth, it's just me. I, I just couldn't uh, pull everything together because I was on deadline with my pilot. Um, so we, we rebroadcast, I rebroadcast a Halloween show from last year in which I did a um, retrospective of horror. And I think uh, Chris, was it you? I think I know it was Bruce Kazra and um, Derek Nguyen, yeah. and I think you uh, and I okay. all threw our Halloween picks in or movie picks and stuff. So, uh-huh. yeah, it was fun. Okay. Um, so it, I appreciate that we're back live or as live as we get um, on this podcast. It's uh, beginning of November, which it seems hard to believe. It's already, you know, we're already hitting Thanksgiving and. And the holidays, and of course, Hollywood is almost completely shut down at this time of year. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, it's hurting the pilot that that I'm working on. Um, I did a Bible, which they, the producers who I'm working with, told me. Well, we'll talk about that when we talk about what are we working on. But um, so, how you okay. been, Chris? What's uh, what else is new with you? What are you What are you watching these days? Anything interesting? Well, I'm. Watching the final season of Madam Secretary. Ah, right. She's president going now, right? Going back and forth between her time in the White House and her uh, campaign. Uh-huh. It's like half and half. And uh, I've been watching the three Chicago's <laughs> series, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying all three. And yeah. uh, But I'm getting... I know sometime here in the very near future, I'll be sitting down to watch The Irishman. Ah, yeah, that looks interesting. And I'm intrigued by Motherless Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to be on. That's not going to be streaming, though, I don't think. No, no, that's going to be in the theaters. Right. But there is another streaming movie coming out called The King. Mm hmm which is uh, somebody has taken one of the Shakespeare plays and redone it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, when you it, see those, let's talk about them. I mean, there's no, not really a lot of point in, in going through them until we both see them, but I, the upcoming yeah. stuff does sound very interesting. Um, well, I will add that I just picked up a copy of Stephen King's sequel to The Shining, Dr. Sleep. Oh, yeah, that's out, right? Yeah, the book's out and the movie's coming out later, but, uh, oh, I love the, I used to love the way Stephen King wrote, so I'm hoping this turns out to be, and The Shining was one of his best novels, Mm -hmm. and uh, I know the movie is very highly rated uh, Mm -hmm. with Jack Nicholson, so I'm very intrigued to read what he came up with for the little boy now is an adult. Oh, is that the, is that the story? So it's the kid that yeah. was at the, at, yeah. uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's, uh, 
that's saying something when when one of the kids you were and of course that kid would be in his 40s now probably really but uh yeah. but that's saying something for a career that that spans not only your generation but generations uh oh, to yeah. come you know right yeah um yeah i finished the third season of broad church which i really enjoy uh-huh. uh, i think it's one of the more interesting this season this third season took a while to get started uh, but once it started rolling, it was it was really good, and um, I don't know if we've talked about the Australian ser- series Rake R A K E, but it's no. br- it's truly brilliant. It, it, they tried an American version with um, Greg Kinnear, and it just didn't just it just wasn't the same. So they they didn't just continue didn't translate. it. Yeah. Because it, it, it's Australian, and it really, truly, a lot of uh, the stuff that that's there is a, is, is uniquely Australian. And then uh, okay. um, the series that I was talking about last podcast, which would have been a month ago, was called Paranoid, and it's a, um, uh-huh. a pretty good series. It uh, it's it's you know a good good police procedural. There's a pretty good uh, interpersonal yeah. relationships and stuff. So anyway. Um, but um, yeah, so that, I mean, there's just so much. Oh my god, I, I don't know. We're gonna have to do a, uh, an episode on the streaming services, and yeah, you know, I did a survey in my class about what what streaming, <clears throat> excuse me, what streaming services do you own? And most uh-huh. of them were either Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, um, you know, Showtime, and HBO came up a lot too. But um, yeah. some of the newer ones haven't. You know, some of them aren't out yet, but some of them, most of them haven't caught on, I don't think. Um, yeah. But there's so many out there. Holy crap. You know, did you know that PBS has a streaming service called uh, PBS Masterpiece? No, I didn't. Yeah. And it's a lot of those Masterpiece Theater. Um, uh-huh. You know, like uh, Poirot and, and I think, anyway, it it it's the one I'm considering um, cause I get to, I think they have Inspector Lewis on there and that's, that's a show I really like. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so are you working on anything? Uh, I just finished up the editing for my sequel, the Thurian Chronicle. Oh, congratulations. And it off to the publisher. Good. And I found, um, through ink tip, um, we'll see what happens. I wrote a screenplay based on the first story in Thurian Chronicles, uh, writing with the rogue knight, mm-hmm. and I turned it into a screenplay, and I thought it turned out pretty well, and I sent it off to two publishers, mm-hmm. publishers, production companies, right? and we'll see what happens. Mm. And uh, boy, but do I have a tough time with log lines. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a class I'm going to do uh, for my students, uh, log lines and pitch pitches, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, because people do have troubles with them and it's hard. There, there's a, there's a formula out there. Uh, if you uh-huh. want to look it up, there's a way to find it. There's a formula that's pretty good that you yeah. just plug in your values and stuff like that, rather than try to recreate uh-huh. the wheel. So, yeah. Um, if I have time, uh, or if I remember, I'll put a link in the show notes to anybody who wants to avail themselves of that formula. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, for me, um, I I finished my my I finished my Bible. 
they they read it and basically didn't like it. I mean, they 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 liked a lot of it, but they thought it was um, confusing. And so now, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to rewrite. And this, what they were saying, for the most part, I agree with it. Uh, there are things in there that uh, the choices I made that I, I I had questions about when I made it. So I'm back writing that. Um, I submitted a short story to uh, a company called Electric Literature. I think that's the name of uh-huh. it. Um, it's something I'd written written early in my in my writing career when I was still working more on short stories than scripts. And yeah. um, and then I'm also trying to finish my book proposal so that um, so I can uh-huh. get that out. But that's nonfiction. It's really it, it's a I love writing it, but it's a lot of proposals are maniacal. I do you have you don't have to write proposals for your stuff, do you? No, not really. Yeah, and my understanding is with fiction, you have to write the book, but with nonfiction, yeah. all you have to do is write the proposal. So um, yeah. So anyway, so mine's nonfiction. It's about screenwriting. We'll see how that goes, but um, I'm going to uh-huh. try submitting it pretty soon. Uh, I think I'm I'm tired of working with it, and I, it either goes or it doesn't go. I'm not going to worry about it. If it doesn't go, I'll self-publish and go to Amazon. Uh, so okay. Yeah. So anyway, let me remind you all that this is Plot Points Podcast. I'm Mark Sevy, and I'm with. Uh, professional writer and uh, bon vivant, uh, Chris Styers. Chris has a website, ChristopherStyers.com. He's also on Amazon and um, Barnes & Noble. Anywhere fine books are sold, you can find Chris's work. His latest, The Thurian Chronicles, has, uh, is on both Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm sure you can find it on a good uh, – what's that site? Uh, good books? Good, good uh, Yeah, Goodreads. Goodreads, yeah. Um, yeah, Goodreads. Yeah. And he's currently working on the sequel, or not a sequel per se, but a kind of a, a, a connected anthology, right? Something like that? Yes. Yeah. yeah that works. Yeah. Um, and you can find us at plotpoints.com or iTunes. Um, we're on – somebody asked me about Spotify the other day, and I, if I haven't hooked that up, I'll have to do that. That's definitely something um, I've, I've been meaning to do. I can't remember if I did it or not, to tell you the truth, but I will check. Um, so Chris, <clears throat> we missed the opportunity, yeah. excuse me, we missed the opportunity to do our Halloween films. And so I picked something exactly like that, which is movies, <clears throat> excuse me again, movies that, uh, have a lot of music in it, but aren't musicals. So that would be exactly yes. the same as Halloween movies, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. pretty close. Yeah. yeah I'm really okay. close. We're really close. So. <laughs> I don't know why I'll, I picked, uh, I'll, go, I'll go with the flow. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that uh, out of all the things I could have picked. But anyway, did you come up with the list of uh, movies that that have a, that yes. have music in them that aren't musicals? All right, let's let's yes. hear your list. Okay, the original Footloose. Oh, with yeah, Kevin that, Bacon. Sure, that's a good one. Okay, and the next one I had on the list was Victor Victoria. Oh my gosh! Yes, what a great film yeah. oh, julie andrews um uh, is just incredible in that movie how did i miss that yeah. film oh my god now you're now you're yeah, embarrassing me rob robert preston and oh, yeah. james garner oh. oh well the the music in there is provided by andrews and and a small a small amount by preston uh robert yeah. preston but yeah it's a terrific and uh 
uh, who's the, I can't remember the football player. Um, oh, Alex Karras. Alex Karras, yeah, who plays the bodyguard. <laughs> 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 it's just a delightful movie. It, it truly is. It truly is. So. Yep. Okay, Victor Victoria, Footloose. And uh, I thoroughly adore the American version of Shall We Dance? Oh, okay, good. Richard Gere, Susan Sarandon, right, and, right, and yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Right, absolutely. Okay. okay. And the next one I had is School of Rock. Yeah, that was with Jack that was Black. That was a close one for me, but I didn't I didn't put that on my list, yeah. but it was very close, yeah. Yes. And number one on my list is American Graffiti. Oh yeah. I I Boy, it, that wouldn't have come up. I don't think I would have ever picked that movie, but what a great pick. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are great. And, you know, they, they kind of they kind of run the gamut. So there's some that are, you know, in a certain era and some that aren't. That, it's a good list. Good yeah. list. So, so for me, um, Almost Famous. Um, okay. Yeah, that, I considered that one. Yeah. Yes. That Thing You Do. Uh, with the Tom Hanks yeah. film about the band, and and mainly on the the strength of the song written by Fountains of Wayne, because that's the song um, you know that rockets them to fame, and it's written by a, gr- a group I really like called the Fountains of Wayne. Um, so that's a just a, I love that film. Yeah. Um, the Runaways, which was uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, which okay, if, if you've never seen it, Chris, I, I highly recommend it. It's a really good film. Um, okay, and uh, a film that I just love uh, called Sing, or Sing Street, not Sing, Sing Street. Um, okay. It's a British film. It's really, it's so good, and it's got a great song called "Drive It Like You Stole It." Um, that that okay. they do a kind of a music video, video ish. It's a story about a young, a group of young boys who want to start a band, uh, and they go through okay. all these permutations. They become uh, like Duran uh, Duran and and uh, U2, and they go through all these different types trying to find their own voice and stuff. It's pretty good. And then um, Straight Outta Compton, which, okay. if, I okay. mean, even if you don't like rap, um, boy, is that a great little movie about the beginning of this, of uh, NWA. Oh, man, just, uh-huh. uh, and a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the burgeoning rap industry is covered in there, like with Suge Knight and stuff like that. I thought yeah. it was good. And then I'm going to throw in an honorable mention TV show because uh, I don't oh, think I, I okay. could not, uh, but Glee. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, just incredible uh, covers. They, they they cover so many styles. And also the Warblers, who are an acapella band, um, uh-huh. are just incredible. And they're they're voiced by a real – uh, acapella group from a college. I can't remember which one, but um, e- excellent. So, so that's our list. Um, avail yourselves of some of that. I think uh, probably as we move toward the holidays, we're going to be picking holiday themed films. But um, so maybe I think are there are there a number of Thanksgiving films? I don't even know. I don't think so. There's don't probably th- a couple of uh, horror Thanksgiving movies. Oh yeah. I'll carve you up, turkey. Yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah. 
so uh okay cool so that's that's our lists um for me for uh, and i think chris would agree with me everything on his list i would i would say would be wonderful for my list and everything on my list i mean there's just some good yes you know movies that are musically themed uh out there there was another yes. t- oh i know what i was gonna say so the 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 guy who created the partridge family just died yes uh oh. And he I'd would be, that. yeah, he would be a good, or that show would be a good uh, t- uh, TV show. So uh, I, if, you yeah. know, if you wanted to do that, um, if you wanted to do TV stuff, I think the Partridge, wasn't the Partridge family pretty much the original, right? With musical I, I, theme? Well, yes. I, I think, you know, they did a bunch of stuff on Ozzy and Harriet with Ricky when he was oh, starting that's to true. break out. Yeah, that's true. But right. uh, it wasn't it wasn't themed around music like mm-hmm. Partridge Family was. Right, right. Or or fame. Well, no, I think I think Ricky Nelson was a was a pop star. Um I I well, mean I don't he re- was. Yeah. Well, I don't remember and, the show, but uh yeah, I get it. Well, they ended a lot of the episodes with, with the song, yes. what would be considered a music video. Absolutely. Now. And the Partridge Family, you're right. I think that was, the, I think the Ricky Nelson or the Nelson, what was that called? Ozzy and Harriet was yeah. the first one. But I, And I do think the Partridge Family probably copied that format. But uh, yeah. yeah, the writer just died, Bernard Slade. So um, uh. yeah, he did, he also did the play same time next year. Uh but he really didn't. I think he was pretty much mostly known for Partridge Family. So anyway, okay. um, so that brings us uh, to uh, where a profile that I want to do um, on a writer, and um, I'm just going to jump into it. But um, it, you know, so Chris, I have a couple. I have a couple blank spots for you to fill in. So keep on your toes. Don't Uh-oh. go. Don't go to the bathroom while I'm reading this. Stay. Stay at the okay. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> You All got right. it. Okay, so here's the uh, here's the profile. One of the more frustrating aspects, in in my opinion, of screenwriting is that rarely are writers as celebrated as in other fields, like novels and plays, for example. And actors, directors, mm-hmm. even producers get much more press. Case in point, Frank Pearson. Uh, if you don't know who he is, that's typical. But when I list his films, you I think you'll be amazed. Pearson was a New Yorker born and raised, Chappaqua, to be exact. Both Pearson's mother and father were writers, so Pearson's path was set. After a stint in the Army during World War II, Pearson started selling teleplays in New York City, but soon moved to Hollywood. His initial attempts at writing for TV failed, so he became a script editor Script editor on the show Have Gun, Will Travel, starring Richard Boone. Richard Boone, and did manage to get some of his work produced for that show. Success continued as he wrote for such show, TV shows as Naked City, Dr. Kildare, Route 66, and others. But it was in film that Pearson really made his mark. His first feature, Cat Ballou, a hilarious 1965 satire of the Old West starring... Lee Marvin. And... And Jane Fonda. Right. Announced Pearson's massive skills to the world. It was nominated for seven Academy Awards, several Academy Awards, including the screenplay that Pearson adapted from the book, which I didn't know Cat Ballou was was adapted from a book. I, I... I don't well, know Pearson took. I, if I remember correctly, he took it in a whole different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it and th- that that adaptation truly began Pearson's rise to writing fame. Uh, 
Cat Ballou was followed in closer order by a legion of incredible films. And, and this is what really frustrates me. Not even I knew he had written all these amazing movies. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Besides Cat Ballou, there was Dog Day Afternoon, The Happening, oh. Cool Hand Luke, The Anderson oh. Tapes, A Star is Born, for which he both wrote and directed, and Presumed Innocent. Wow. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be happy with one of those credits. Exa- exactly. I bet if I had written Cool Hand Luke, I could die happy. Or, or yes. Cat Baloo or Dog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Day afternoon. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dog Day Afternoon won Pearson a Best Screenplay Oscar. Uh, cool Hand Luke, also nominated for multiple Academy Awards, is one of the most quoted lines from any movie or TV show. Go, go, Chris. What we have here is failure to communicate. Absolutely. Struther Martin standing on top of that hill after they've kicked yeah. Cool Hand uh, Luke down the, down the, down, after they beat him up and kicked him down the hill. Um, and the character of Luke, by the way, is named the eight, one of the AFI's 30, is named, I'm sorry, not one of the, is named the AFI's 30, 30th greatest hero. In addition to his film work, Pearson was active in many Hollywood organizations. This is directly from Wikipedia, so I'm going to quote it. Quote, Pearson was president of the Writers Guild of America West, the WGA, from 1981 to 1983, and again from 1993 to 1995, and was president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, AMPAS, from 2001 to 2005. In 2003, Pearson was recipient of the Austin Film Festival's Distinguished Screenwriters Award. He was a member of the founding staff of the Sundance Institute and artistic director of the American Film Institute, the AFI. Pearson has also producing credits and 19 director credits for his work from 1962 to 2006, including the Showtime hit The L Word and consulting producing credit for The Good Wife and Mad Men. So that's basically five decades of superb and award-winning film and TV work. I mean, what a career. Pearson, oh, good grief. I, I know. Yeah, He goes from 1962 to 2006. Are you kidding me? Holy crap. Um, Frank Pearson was 87 when he died in 2012, leaving behind some of Hollywood's most beloved films. Now, you're, we both are big Cool Hand Luke and Cat Baloo and anything. Did you know that he had done all those films? No, I didn't until you told me you were going to do his the uh, profile. profile, and I looked him up, and I'm just sitting there with my mouth hanging open. <laughs> I know. Well, this came out of a conversation with a uh, another writer friend of mine, and I don't uh-huh. know what what we were talking about, but he some one of those movies came up, and I went to look at who it was who wrote it, yeah. and then found all those uh, incredible credits. Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, he, he you know talk about a genius for for yes. his his industry and his time. Uh, so, but oh. guys, if you if you can't do much better than Cat Ballou. Dog Day Afternoon, uh, the movies that were mentioned, uh, even though they were done, you know, 30, 40 years ago, they're still incredibly good movies. So, Yes. All right. At this point, uh, we are, let's see, what do we got here? <clears throat> we're, we're pretty much, we're pretty much into the 20, 20 some minute. Do you, do you have any questions, uh, Q&A, anything? Uh, well, I've got one for you since you just finished your Revolutionary War script. Okay. And it has to do with dialogue in period pieces. Mm, yeah. Do you use the 
vernacular that was for that time, or do you make it today's, um, or do you use a combination? Yeah, I think the combination is the correct answer. Uh, there are certain phrases that you can use that don't sound out of time. Um, I mean, you can't say verily, you know, thy, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah. So what I try to do, it's like with dialectic dialogue, like if I'm writing a character that has an accent, I do try yeah. to to use uh, every once in a while, drop in a phrase or a couple words or something, but I don't write it dialectically. I don't write it so that, uh, like, for you know, I didn't use cool man in, uh, in my revolutionary s- script. Um, and yeah. I did try to use some of the, some of what would be considered, uh, appropriate, um, uh, dialogue, but it, it's a, it's a, it is a balancing act. And I think less is more. All right. Well, listen, uh, great question, Chris, and great show. Uh, this is Christopher Styers, my my good friend and uh, writing partner. And on occasion, we, you know, we he and I work on genre oriented films because uh, we both love uh, that kind of stuff. And you can find him not only on this podcast but at ChristopherStyers.com and also on Amazon and um, Barnes and Noble and Goodreads. He uh, just released not too long ago his novel Thurian Chronicles, which is thoroughly enjoyable. It's um, a book on th- three, is it three novellas, three vignettes? Yes, three yeah. novellas, yeah. Based in, Chris has a, a, a romantic heart, and uh, so it's based in his, uh, his romantic heart, and he has a lusty soul. So it's based on his romantic heart <laughs> and his... <laughs> And lusty soul, and he just finished. Um, you know, it's not out yet. It still has to go through a process. But he just finished a sequel, uh, a kind of an extended se- uh, group of uh, right. info- yeah to to that. So, um, so Chris, I hope good luck on the on the script. You didn't tell me anything about it. That's kind of weird. I didn't hear a word from you about that um, about the Thurian Chronicle <laughs> script. So, um, okay, yeah. So if you if you sell it, uh, you know, I'm going to hate you, but uh, that's okay. But um, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. And as always, from Plot Points Podcast, and Chris and I, be inspired, do good work. Mm-hmm.